What's up, Pats fans? We're back. Pats Tailgate Party Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 7. Look at that. Nailed it. And uh, we're coming off a win, so we're happy to be here. Much happier to be here than last week, although we had a good time. We had a good debate, good conversation. We kick it off the same way every week, which is, if you haven't done it yet, go to bostonsportsjournal.com, bostonsportsjournal.com. Subscribe, register. You're going to love it. Greg Bedard puts on the, uh, has the best product when it comes to Patriots coverage there. We, all five of us that you see on the screen are members and, uh, you should go if you want to get smarter and you want to upgrade your Patriots coverage, get over there right now, bostonsportsjournal.com. My name is Michael Lakis, Pat's Sox, Celts, Brews on, uh, on the site on BSJ. Check me out there. I'm doing great and excited to be back with these guys and uh, we'll kick it around the room. We'll go to my right or maybe left, however it ends up on the screen. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Mike. Um, uh, good to be with you guys after, after a win last week, much needed win, um, uh, winter coats on BSJ and, uh, yeah, excited to break down the jets and start to think about the Colts. Very good. Very good. We'll continue on Doug Lakis. Dougie, how are you? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Uh, Coach Rodonis on BSJ. Um, yeah, it's a lot more fun to be here uh, when they've won a game, although I thought last week was really good. So let's we'll continue this week. Yeah, no, they, they look great. They look uh, look great. Defense looks strong, although we'll probably have some takes about the quarterback we were playing, which we talked about last week also. But we got to go out uh, live remote to the beach and check on Mike Davis. Mike, how are you? This is Mike. I'm fantastic as always. Mike and Stoneham is my handle on BSJ. And uh, anybody who uh, came out of that watching experience, feeling a little apoplectic about the quarterback, hopefully you get to check and see what Greg did in his uh, – deep dive this week and told you why, you know, Mac was a lot better than it looked. So again, that's why we, we, we signed up for BSJ because you get that great analysis, video reviews, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, continuing on Bill, Bill Donovan. How are you, sir? Doing fine. Glad to be back. Sorry. I missed last week. Great game this past week. Very exciting. And uh, my handle is Bill D1954 on Boston Sports Journal. Log on every single morning. First website I go to. Love that. Love that. Super strong. All right. Here's what happened last week. Patriots go on the road to the Jets and win 22 to 17. Um, what were our predictions? I, I mean this. I'm not touting. I think I predicted the Jets. I predicted the Patriots to win last week. Who else? Somebody else. Did, was it just me or was it? Coach Stradamus missed yeah, it by one that's it. point. That's right. That's right, man. I'm telling you. Look at that. Dad and I nailed it. We get the air horn today. That's right. <laughs> we get that. We get the air horn. Uh, I just had a feeling going into that game. I and it came out. It came out right. I mean, you know, nobody has a time machine, but man, oh man. I don't know what it is with Zach Wilson, but he when he sees Bill Belichick on the other side of the sideline or other side of the field, he just loses his mind. I mean, if he threw one more ball off his back foot and just floated it up like he like he was, I mean, what was he doing? Like literally, I'm watching the game. I'm like, the Jets should be in control of this game. The Patriots' defense looked good because he makes bad plays. The Jets' defense is really good, by the way, 
and they they stalled us out numerous times. Nick Folk, I have a nickname for him, but it's not safe for work. I texted it to Andrew the other day. Uh, uh, but Nick Folk just kicking uh, kicking field goal after field goal, just Mister Automatic. I mean, I love that guy. Um, well, yeah, go ahead, Dad. I, I from the defensive standpoint, I think the biggest takeaway I had was that they kept Wilson in front of them. So even yep. when he's scrambling around, running around back there, at no point was he going to get away. So that that's the biggest takeaway for me, unlike the week before. Um, and that's one of the reasons that he throws off his back foot. They kept they kept him in front of him. And, uh, you know, I think Wilson spied him some, which they finally found something for him to do. Um, and, and, again, I think keeping him in front of you – Making him panic, meltdown, speed up, whatever how you whatever you want to say, work work perfectly. You know, we we talked about the battle of the lines, right? We talked about the offensive and defensive lines, and uh, you know, we thought that the Jets were going to come in and win the battle of both lines. The three injuries they had on the offensive line really showed. Patriots were able to really bust the coverage on the inside there and and keep him from being able to have any kind of predictable pocket and keep him on the run. And exactly as you said, they were funneling him to the sidelines so that he couldn't escape and they were just making him uncomfortable all day long. So, you know, I thought it was impressive. And, you know, once again, you know, kudos to coach Thomas, who said, you know, this game was going to be one or lot, one or lost in the trenches and, and kudos to the Patriots. They want him in the trenches. Well, especially with Andrews out. Like they with Barmore and Andrews out to win it in the trenches is a big deal. I mean that's that's a that's a really big deal going to, you know going on the road against this this type of defense. I I don't know. It's one of those weird games. Well, easy oh, go what, go, I, you go well, ahead. Go I, ahead. I think defensive line won it in the trenches. Fair enough. The offensive line, you know, we we we'll give our fair share. We give our fair share of criticism on this uh, on this podcast to the coaching staff. <laughs> Actually, Patricia and Belichick and the adjustments they made at halftime won them that game because the offensive right. line, I think Bedard had them down as a zero Oof. out of five this week. I mean, they were terrible. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, they won they won the game in the trenches on defense, but on offense, I mean, it just is, you know, yeah. It was I just don't week. understand what they're, what, you know, and I don't want to go down a negative path off a win, but. I just, yeah, you're right. I, as I think back and I kind of think back through the game, I just, I mean, I can't find a team and, and I, maybe somebody can look up the stats real quick. I can't find a team. I, they got to be the worst team in the, in the NFL in the red area. I mean, they are just garbage in the red zone. I mean, it is bad. Like literally it's just, there's no creativity. This goes back to a few weeks ago when they ran the, uh, you know, the, 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 the wham play three times with Stevenson against the Browns and didn't gain a, an inch. And like, like they just, I don't know. I, I it would spread them wide. It's like, I don't know. I just, they're bad in the red zone. I mean, really, really bad. And to your point though, Andrew, a lot of that starts with up front. They can't get any push up front. Mac was running for his life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we talked about it last week and we really dove into how bad the coaching has been. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably still remains to some degree, yeah. you know, when we're talking about from a, from a, you know, I probably take it a little bit easier on Belichick this week, but than I did last week. No, but no, no, I don't No, No, we'll jump, we'll jump in, man. Let's go. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I got, I got a rant. I got a rant. Um, my first rant is for Patriots fans. And, you know, BSJ subscribers in the chat, 
like just stop with this Mac Jones stuff. Like somehow people think, <laughs> I mean, it just is crazy. Like how much like we've lost our collective minds about like, is he good? Is he the franchise quarterback? Yeah. You know, I don't know that he's ever going to be a top five quarterback, but like he's fine. Like he's not the problem. Quit getting, quit getting tricked by the sleight of hand, like magic trick over here. So that's one, two, you know, yeah, they beat the jets. Woohoo. Like this team's not going anywhere. Hey, the jets are five and two, man. Hold on now. Team's not going anywhere. Offensive lines a mess. We didn't make any trades at the deadline. You know, we're going to talk about that trades to make there. We'll come back to that. And I just think, um, you know, the only, the, the thing I'm enjoying as a fan right now is these young guys that they've drafted over the last two years, a lot of fun to watch. And they got a lot more speed and athleticism. That's great. But I don't think anything has changed. Like we didn't go in and beat, you know, honestly, this is, I mean, more pessimistic. I must just be in a pessimistic place for this team lately. I, I think I've been more irritated by the bears loss since they beat the jets than I was even last week when we did this podcast, because (laughs) that same Bears team went out and got curb stomped by the Cowboys. Oh yeah. And then the, and then all of a sudden we can defend Zach Wilson and like slow down the jets. Like what, what, what they just, that was a complete no show on a Monday night. Bears, Bears did trade two of their top defenders too, right? They did just send two of the guys who wreaked havoc in our backfield off in trades. So that that has that does indeed have an impact. Well, Smith still played against Cowboys. They traded him on Monday, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I also think I, I don't know if we need to compare. I mean, I'm not saying Justin Fields is, you know, is Joe Montana, but I, I mean I I think Justin Fields, and when I compared Zach Wilson to Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields I, I forget the draft position. I think Fields is a better player. Like I just think he's a better player. I, I think the the California uh, Chicago offensive line was a hell of a lot better than that banged up Jets line. Way yeah, better. I mean, the cool. fact that they were washing out the the Patriots linebackers like yesterday's clothes. Well, that yeah. I mean, I don't I don't disagree, but the, that's just that loss to the Bears can't happen. Like it can't happen. Oh, if you're man. trying to have any kind of season. <laughs> like there's teams going nowhere. Well, like, like, what, they're not. We know that. building for the future. What I would add to that would be, and then I guess we'll back on to the Jets. I and I said it repeatedly again in the Bears week, lack of preparation showed, and then more preparation this week for the Jets showed. So that that's my frustration. It still is my frustration with the lack of preparation. And they prepared obviously for Wilson this week. And uh, it showed, I thought. Well, they likely prepared because they got their ass whipped on Monday Night Football. Okay. (laughs) And and we'll say this, you know, Greg gave a initial scores and he, you know, he eviscerated the O-line. He actually gave a higher ranking to the wide receivers originally than he did later on in the week. I mean, he was pretty down on a bunch of the receivers with the plays that they didn't make. Um, he, He was talking about how, you know, again, we see this theme where number 85 doesn't get his head around for those quick tosses, you know, where Max got it. He's looking for that quick outlet pass and he's not looking, he's looking down the route instead of turning around. And, you know, there was a, there was a place where Jacoby Myers had a, a, a home run play and he just, didn't do the right thing. If he just goes where he's supposed to go, he's completely uncovered and it's at seven points. And um, there was another one where um, Aguilar, same thing, like he's supposed to execute on a block and he's just running the wrong place. 
we always say Mac is a precision passer. And if your guy doesn't do what he's supposed to do when he's supposed to do it, where the hell's Mac going to throw the ball? That, he's, well, he's not Cam Newton. He can't improvise. Well, so think- he's going to try to put a ball where it's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. And if the receiver doesn't do it, man, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Bill? Coaching or receivers? I mean, Aguilar, I don't, I don't know. I think he's going after this year. I hope he's gone already. But um... I, I feel so bad for Troy Brown. I think Troy Brown. No, if he that might be Troy left, Brown's fault, man. He's, he's got to be putting his hair right. out. We don't know that. Why do you no, feel bad always, for? I mean, come on. First of all, don't feel I mean, for, don't feel bad for Troy Brown. He's got no, three no, no, Super I Bowls mean, and multi millions of dollars. But second of oh, all, I love Troy Brown. He's my favorite Patriot of all time. But you know, if one receiver is not with the system, then maybe that's a player problem. That's right. If multiple receivers aren't with the system and paying attention to detail, you got a systems problem and the system problem has got to go back to the person who's in charge of that system. And that doesn't mean Troy Brown's a bad coach. It doesn't mean he can't figure it out, but like, it ain't like this is happening to Troy. Like Troy might want to figure out how to get his, his group working a little bit better. Like I I just can't let him off for that. To be fair also, and maybe I'm alone here. I just, I've never bought in, even when they went out and spent all this money in free agency, couple years ago or whenever it was i never thought we had really great talented receivers i look around the league at receivers on other teams and i just get you know it's like i'm like a kid on christmas you know i watched my my brother get a a toy i wanted and I, i you know i'm jealous like i look at these other receivers and i look at ours and i'm like yeah i mean eh. Like not even I'm just bullish. for, I mean, I'm no, bullish. man, I think we got bullish on what like, you think. Oh, man, they're good. Taquan Thornton's good. I like Taquan. I like, I've born, I mean, I don't know why he doesn't play. Myers is the only Myers, receiver that I like. Myers is the only receiver, but he's, a, he's, a, I, yes, he is the best on the team, Devontae but he's also Parker's been playing out of his mind. Like high point. <sighs> yeah. But there's nothing that ball. makes you like, I don't know, man. Like, no, I don't this, know. Maybe I'm comparing apples to oranges, but I, you know, I, I dad, go ahead. I, I don't know. I think, in fairness to both of you, I, I, to Ann's point, I think they're they're deep at receiver for sure. I think they are. I mean, I, I think that I feel confident when they put these guys out there. Niagular, not so much. I think Bourne can really add. I don't know what's happened to him, and I don't know if that's ever going to change for the course of this year. They don't have the they don't have the highlight guy, speed guy that some of the other teams do. Like the Eagles with Brown, he scores three touchdowns the other day. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. But they, but they have depth at receiver. They do. And, we're we're going to see Michael Pittman this weekend, right? We'll see what this guy can do. Six nice. four, a lot of nice. speed. Don't know if he has a quarterback who can throw to him, but you know he that's doesn't. one of those guys you're talking about. I mean, I just, I mean, okay. So Kendrick Bourne was a third receiver in San Francisco before he came, and he got, and he got a stupid ass contract in New England. Yeah, that, well, come on. Wes Welker was a special teamer for four years in Miami before right. he came. Like that, who cares? Like if I find you on somebody else's depth chart and I know how to use you, then you come and you become a Pro Bowler. The the. I, the uh, thing, you're assuming a competent OC, guys. That's <laughs> a good point. You beat me to the point, Mike. Like <laughs> I, I've the, been preaching you know, that all maybe, along. Maybe it doesn't all sit with Troy Brown, but the reality is, and it does seem like Patricia's getting better at calling plays. To be fair, like Bedard has given him some shout outs lately. I think the adjustments he made in the second half of the Jets game, you know, if we're going to be fair, if we're going to critique in one direction, then I think we got to give credit when we see change. But there's no way that when you've got the offense, the brand new offensive coordinator slash play caller also coaching the offensive line that has more holes than the Swiss cheese block. 
and the what there's no synchronicity in any of this so then oh, we're gonna don't be forget, like he's also he's also doing the ernie adams role yeah, too right he's yeah. also the whisperer <laughs> in the mm-hmm. coach's ear so then we're like why aren't the wide receivers on the same page how did jacoby not read that right and you know the and it's like the coaches aren't on the same page there's been no, a lot of plates there's no coherence there's no cogence in this whole outfit right now it still looks messy and i you know that's why i say no i'm not letting bill belichick off the hook he's brilliant he's a great coach but he made this mess and until the mess is fixed i'm going to keep coming back to that every week because i have to watch it like I, it uh, is infuriating and that, and you beat me to the punch because i was just gonna, i was going to say you can't be the offensive coordinator and coach the offensive line I, it's just, I did it. I know it was on high school level. It's, it's very hard to do. And why is, why is it, why is it hard to do? Well, you have to spend an awful lot of time preparing a game plan. If you're the offensive coordinator, a total offensive game plan. Also get your linemen involved in what you're doing that week. Then during the game, you have to spend every, after every series, you should be over there with the offensive line, reading the tablet, looking at things, looking at looks, looking at, you know, making adjustments after every series. He doesn't ever go over there. And, and yeah, I know he's got his assistant over there, but that, that's it's just not the same thing. So attention to detail is not being taken care of over there, especially during the game. And, you know, we talked about it last week. We talked about how, you know, we, we got a little crazy and said Jonathan Kraft should go in there and you know tell Billy's got to get rid of his. Well, that was you, Mike. You got a little crazy. Right. Don't hey, don't put don't hey, put me in there. Don't you that do that one. to me. Indianapolis just went in there and told them they had to get rid of their offensive coordinator. Yeah, and you don't want Jim Mercer as an owner, buddy. That's no, that. What happened go. with that, Indianapolis that last week? Like we by the way, yeah. What happened with the Sam Ellinger looked great last week. I mean, come on, man. He's coming this week. To uh, wait a minute, are we there? Are we I, I can't even get our day straight. He's we coming to Fox. Oh boy, Mike's going. Mike, Mike, Mike from Stoneham is going to the game on Sunday. Good luck, Sammy. Yes, sir. Good luck, okay. Sammy. I, also, I mean, it's going to be gorgeous. I watched some uh, film on on the offensive line, uh, and it's one of the things that we had talked about all along, and I was concerned about it from the get go. They, they physically got manhandled. I mean, and this is where strange and and Bedard said it all year. He's light in the pants. And, and until he can get in the weight room in the full off season and do all of that stuff, it's going to be different. But he is. He got pushed right back to the quarterback a bunch of times. And he had a, another guy who's smaller at center, Ference. So the two of them together created a real problem. Um, we got back up a second. Hold, hold on. Time, time out, Mike. Time out. We got back up a second. Lighten the pants. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Lighten the pants. Got the euchre. <laughs> just, I had to do it. No, you're right, though. I get what you're saying. I just had to. I and, couldn't let that go. His feet are so slow, he can't play out there at right tackle. I mean, he, yeah, they got problems on the line for sure. Mike, go ahead. I, I think I was just going to say that, you know, the other thing about Strange is because, you know, he's stepping up, he'll go engage somebody and instead of releasing him and going to that second level, which is what so many of the things that, that Matt Patricia is calling for, he gets completely locked in on that first guy. And even when it's a double team and they're, you know, they're, they're overkilling this one guy and letting a, a linebacker or a safety fly right into the play and, and interrupt it. So bad combination when you, you know, you can't hold up at the line of attack and you can't release your block and get to the secondary guy when you need to, who, by the way, you're a better match for, cause he's a hundred, you know, he's 210, 230 pounds, not the 350, you know, 
guy you're, you're, you're going up against in that first level. We got to get well, past that guy to get there. You know what I mean? Didn't Strange start off pretty well with us? I mean, first four games, he played pretty well for a rookie. It seems the last couple of games he's had troubles. I don't know if that's coaching or could be he's who, overthinking everything. Well, could be who he's playing against, too, Bill. He could also be ran opponent, into right? a real good defensive line on, yeah, on Saturday. Right, right. Real fast, yes. real strong. And and he and he struggled. I don't think they should have benched him. I don't think it's quite I mean, they got other guys out there they can worry about too. And he's gonna get better. Um my biggest thing watching him pass block, all of them, they don't communicate well at all. Um they pass guys up, they they don't pick up stunts. I, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I mean their brain is gone without uh, the center, right? Without Andrews. Andrews is the right. guy who does a lot of that pre pre-snap and even hey you know go grab that guy or whatever like it feels mm-hmm. like the, the, the brains of that offensive line is just not there and i don't think ference is that guy i think he's a plug and play but i don't think he you know i don't think he leads that line the way you know and andrews does and that's why andrews is a captain yeah I, andrews yeah. is out this week also right uh i don't know i haven't well, seen he, would be. he was listed as did not participate yesterday i'm was limited so maybe that that helps but I think Andrews is going to be out again. You never know. Well, yeah, didn't participate. It's usually not a good sign, but you never know with Belichick and the injury report. Um, And also, let me say this. Don't forget, uh, I'm going to go way back, Andrew, to what you were talking about with the the people in the chat. And I think Bedard talked about this being, being a receiver problem, but the pick six right before the end of the half, we were one penalty flag away from possibly never seeing Mac Jones, <laughs> Mac Jones out as our quarterback. No, no, no. I'm just telling you, like if that happens and it is Mac Jones's fault, whether it says anything about how good he is or isn't good, you know, any of that, like that to me was, a. I think you and I were texting about it in the moment. Like that to me is, could have been a, and I, Bedard wrote an article about this could have been a career defining throw. Again, I'm not saying it's his fault and, you know, call it hyperbolic, but the reality is I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was in real time. Then we go back. It was a miscommunication piece, but it was still a terrible throw. I think Bedard even alluded to that. And thank God there was a flag and they ended up coming back and being able to to get points. And then he looked good in the beginning of the second half because I'm watching that happen. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. Like. Well, Mike, I'll say thank God it happened on the road as well, right? Because if that was in Foxborough, the zappy chance would have been deafening. Oh man, no doubt, man. Well, I listen. I listened to the wrap up on, after the game on the radio, and they let Bedard take a few phone calls from the, the fans. It, it, these people are crazy. I, 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 I uh, Dakota from Braintree was killing. <laughs> You know, it's all about Zappy. We need to go back to Zappy, and oh. and they were all they were all going nuts. And Bedard's like, okay, what, do what you want, but I'm just telling you, Jones played pretty well on this. Is and I said to Andrew, I, I texted Andrew at halftime, and I said I think Jones has played okay. <laughs> I mean, they were six for eleven on three on third down in the first half, and they were all third and long. Yep, <laughs> no, that's mean, right. We gotta get we gotta we gotta start dropping the um 
the pod link back in the BSJ comments and like yeah. you know, fishing for people to join us. Cause I need a little bit of that crazy on the pod. Next oh, week. no doubt. Like, about I, I need a zap. No I doubt about that. Zap a maniac. I need a zap a Yeah. Dakota from Braintree. If you're out there and you're listening, you know where to find us. All right. You know where to find us Dakota from Braintree. I mean, I just, just for fun. Like just for sparring, like c- please come join us next week and try to explain <laughs> oh, to me why Bailey Zappy is, is what well, you want him to be your starting quarterback. No, you just, oh, you just don't. You just don't. You really but don't. His want breakdown that. of Bedard's breakdown was real good of, of Jones, and he was right on target. And then, you know, they did adjust at halftime. I mean, they came out and went back to the no huddle, went back to Patriot style football and uh, quick throws, no huddle, running the ball. I yeah, mean, I can. I can watch. It was successful. I can watch Ramondre Stevenson run the oh, ball. Man. For, for I think. A lot. I, I mean, just gonna say, hey guys, is it is it hype? Like, I mean, I love him and I've always loved him, but. Is he the best running back in the NFL right now? Oh no, 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 no. He he's not the best. He's not. You, you, I mean, he can't be the Who's best better? running back in the NFL. Um, I would tell you. Let's see. He looks a lot like Alvin Kamara now. Let's put it that so way. Say, you think yeah, he's better? Bigger. You think he's better yeah, than he's Kamara? Like a mix of Kamara and Alvin Cook, like together. Uh, well, the fact that he, he brings to the table so many things. I mean, he catches the – he made a one-handed catch on Sunday and, and gained 22 yards after he caught the ball. Blocking's absurd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what do you have, like, might be 75 and 75? His patience is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the way he lets things develop, sees the hole, he always falls forward. He's got he's got a little wiggle, a waggle. He, I mean, I don't know. It's a – who well, cares? The, the, running back the, in the NFL, but – he is up there in his progression over the last year and a half. I mean, this is why I say like the last two drafts have been great. Like I like watching Jack Jones, who's become a fan favorite in the Lakers household. Abe is now a huge Jack Jones yeah, I'm big, fan. I'm big fan of him too. Marcus Jones on his punt returns. Like he looks awesome. Like, um, I think that's been good. Well, I think I, so, I like so, these so, young so, guys, man. So I know I like them too. Just, just real quick. Cause you opened up the can <laughs> about running backs. Like, um, I mean, I, I'm not going to put over anybody over Derrick Henry as the number one running back in the NFL, first of all. So. I'd, uh, I'd rather have Ramondre. All righty. Ramondre. <laughs> Look Ramondre. at that. Okay. Are you sure? Ramondre can't break. Ramondre ain't breaking away for 100 yards past everybody once he's right. through. Maybe, yeah, like, he's much like, slower than like Henry, Henry's out like when he's out. I will out, say but, this about Ramondre. His blitz pickup is oh, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. No, no, no. I'm not telling you that he might not be the most versatile running back. I, I, got, you. I got you. I got the you. best? No. That's just, just I love him. I Let love me him. be clear, though. Mike, you've known this for a long time. I value versatility I in my you. running backs. That's no. I, I running back you can. Sure. Hey, well, I, I can like tell my, you. I can tell you not. I get fixated. I can tell you he's not the greatest run back in the NFL. This is just a shot about the Raiders. But Josh Jacobs, everybody's proclaiming him the best. Well, I mean, score a point in. New Orleans. Wow. McDaniels, man. What a bad deal that is in, oh, in Las Vegas. Oof, they got killed. I mean, that's just terrible. What is <clears throat> I, I bring them back, fire them. I, I take them back. Say, like, send some picks over. Come on guys. Bring them on back. Brian, Brian Flores didn't have it down. Right. When his coach, when his owner said, we want you to lose a lot in this first season, he didn't. The Vegas Raiders know how to lose, get all those draft picks, get all that capital and turn it around. They don't care about this first season. They're just happy to be there. That's all I good. Man. I, no. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't think he's going to get run out of town. He's got, they, no. they know. Not yet. No. They're like, that's okay. Lose, I mean, lose, Belichick lose. We want all these draft capital to be what better. Was, 
2000 with Bledsoe, Belichick was five and 11. Is that right? Was that? Yeah, the, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time to turn around a culture. I don't, I, I yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just take giving, Josh McDaniels back in a heartbeat. Yeah, no I doubt. Mean, that, that's maybe what I'm saying here is that. Well, speaking of, yeah, no, I would too. Speak, speaking of draft picks, by the way, Mike Davis, you're the one that said it. Just, just in division. Holy cow. What the Dolphins got for, uh, what pick was that? The, uh, was that was the Tua pick, right? It was the that was it the trade they traded the? Uh, I'm, no. Remind me, I'm losing. Yeah, what was it? It was, no, it, was the, it went to San Francisco. Oh, that's what it, it was. was. It was the Trey Lance pick. The, yep. Yeah, Holy smokes! Who'd they Would get out of? You know Hill? the story. I mean, this is just shows the zappy zappy maniacs. I mean, on on with good reporting, the the rumor has always been that Shanahan was going to take Mac Jones with that second pick, and that's then right. he got cold feet. And backed out of it because the 49er fans would have lost their mind. It's true. So instead he traded up, gave up three picks, which turned out to be, uh, you know, two star wide receivers and now uh, an, an all pro defensive player. Man. I mean, that and pretty, by the pretty way, awesome. just, to, just wow. to put a fine point on this and then I'll let it go because I don't want to harp. I just need all New England fans everywhere to understand that if they move on from Mac Jones because they think Mac Jones is the problem, you have a flaming dumpster fire of an organization. Oh, Just like get that. Yes. That the minute you decide Mac Jones is the problem, forget it. Like get ready for 10 years of not even mediocrity. Get ready for 10 years of just being an absolutely terrible franchise. Get like just let that Tom sink Tupa. in for a minute. <laughs> Look at him, 19. Wow. Look at him back there. I mean, just how anyway, I'll let it go. All right. right. Max back. Max back, baby. And and, you know, he's not getting benched the rest of the year. He's the other thing I thought was real good on Sunday. Uh Jabral Pepper showed out on Sunday. No, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't know where he's gonna go when Duggar comes back. Not, you find a spot for him. Yeah, play put yeah, for God's sake. Play the talent. Just man. keep playing him. Just keep playing play him. Play the talent. Yep. Play the talent. All right. Uh, both, both Duggar and, and Phillips are are questionable. By the way, uh you were talking about Cannon. One of the things I'm excited about is, and I know it's just, you know, it's just offensive line talk. Gadney could use his back, which means we're probably going to have a quality depth offensive lineman tackle type that will really help, right? Instead of just, you know, that they had a stopgap measure when they brought Cannon back, but I think it's it'll really help to have that sixth offensive lineman in that third tackle. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be good. I mean, to everybody's point, the coaching still looms is being able to put all the pieces together and make sure everybody's on the same page, right? Regardless of the talent or how we agree or disagree on that. All right. Well, hey, let's go around. Let's do uh, let's do predictions. We got uh, the Colts who uh, three, four and one surprising record for what we've seen of them um, coming into New England. I actually think their defense is better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Uh, which is what you kind of have to be. And and the defense kind of steps up usually when um, you have a bad court, you know, you got a rookie or a younger quarterback. So be interesting to watch. Uh, the line is five and a half. The total in this game is 40 and a half. So lower total is what they think. So Andrew, we'll start with you for predictions. Oh, good. I, I think we said we're going to flip it. Bill gets to go. First. Oh, that's right. We did. Thank you All for right. that. Go ahead, Bill. All right. 27-10 pass. Mm. I think we're going to try and build this week and get a little uh, winning streak going. All right, twenty-seven ten. So, so Bill went under too, by the way. I like that. He did I like the under? All right, Mike. Anybody else? I'll go last today. Perfect, Mike. Uh, I I think I agree with Bill on the under. Um, 
I think 2110. 2110. Okay. All right. I'll cover. Yeah, I think. Okay. Dad? Patriots win 24-16. 24-16. Still under. If they can stop the run. Well, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, Jonathan Taylor still plays on their team, and we saw what he did to us last year. Wait, didn't he just hit the number right on there, 24-16? Right on it, man. The hook. He's taking the hook. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I actually think uh, we'll win. I just think the Patriots will struggle more than we think they should. Um, I'm Ellinger's bad though. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I do think it's going to go under. I think Nick folks, you know, he kicked five field goals last game. You're seeing a lot of him this game. I'll go. I'm going to go 18 to 10 Patriots. Ooh, interesting. 18 to 10 Patriots is what I'll go. A lot of field goals, good field position that gets wasted by terrible red zone execution. Just the norm. That type of stuff. All right, Andrew, over to you to finish us off. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think the thing I'm interested to see in this game, uh, last year's Colts game kind of felt a lot like this year's Bears game. And does it make sense? Because defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Bears. And I wonder if some of that scheme and kind of wisdom went with Eberflus when he left. And so I, I like the Patriots big in this game. I think, um, you know, seems like Belichick has the defense's attention. I think they'll make life hard on Ellinger. Um, take away the run, like you know, make them one-dimensional. And I think it's probably a bounce-back week for the offense. Like I'm imagining they'll break down the film in the same way Greg did, and realize that like there were some plays there to be made, and that they can go with the quick passing type deal. So I, I like you know, I think uh, I'll go thirty to seventeen. Oh man, like over. And I like I like the Patriots to win. Andrew, comfortably. you said you didn't get a chance to do a ton of research. Remember, they traded away probably what would have been their starting running back this week because Jonathan Taylor is questionable. So oh, oh, Hines, not, is, no, Hines is gone. That's right. right. Hines is like so, better. So not only are you you know you're playing Ellinger, but you're probably starting Deion Jackson at uh, running back. Yeah, thirty seventeen. I I think we you know I don't think it'll be pretty. I think we're still working through our kinks, but I like us to have a a, a more complete game. And uh, yep. Uh, well, the Bills got Hines, by the way. Oh, they got a lot of people. Any, any, just real fast, like literally thirty second final thoughts about the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh, man. The AFC East got better again. <laughs> I really would have liked to have seen them. I would have loved to have seen them trade. Um, you know, one or the the guys who they're not going to play, whether it's you know Aguilar or somebody. But hey, you know. Yeah. They, they didn't I give bet, up any assets for the future, at least. They didn't have any value, Mike. Yeah, I, was say, I bet nobody wanted right. it. Right. I would like to see him grab a linebacker, but yeah, obviously I'm, that I'm didn't a, happen. I was a little – I really, really thought it was feasible that they might get Shaq Thompson from the Panthers, who I think would have been a um, a really good addition. You know, older in his career, I don't think he would have been the long-term fix, but I think he could yeah. have given you a couple years of athletic middle linebacker play. So I was a little bummed about that. I mean, I, I think it's fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I think – if if there were good offers there for players, Belichick would have taken them. That's right. Uh, that probably weren't, and I don't think it was worth leveraging the the. You know, I mean, the reality is they're in the middle of about a three or four year rebuild. They've done pretty well thus far, and I don't think you could leverage the future like yep. the trade for a now player. Yep. Like, I'd imagine Belichick looks at this team and sees what we see, yep. which is like <laughs> that's probably right. Eight and nine, nine and eight, keep growing, keep getting better. Mediocre at best, and uh, well, the reality is they held Patton didn't do anything, and uh, maybe a draft pick or two that yeah. would have been the only yeah. thing they could. Cool. 
you know, I done. totally agree. All right, boys. Hey, we got the predictions in. We got a big game. Let's uh, see if we can go above 500 and uh, we'll be back next week.